Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. If a violent death takes place in a house, is it more likely to be haunted? If yes, how does a person's mental state at death affect that? Or is there more to it all? Hey there, and welcome to the 535th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I am Ben, and those haunting questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. So this evening we bring you an old friend with a new and difficult case, and uh, we welcome your phone calls. If you feel so inclined, the number is 401-766-1240, or from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, uh, that is 800-449-1240. Shane Searway has used his gifts, especially his intelligence, to help people with paranormal questions and problems for most of his life. In fact, Shane has succeeded in helping where some of the biggest names in pop paranormal research have failed. Shane doesn't just heal homes, but lives as well. He and his wife, Karen, who's with us in the studio tonight, uh, travel widely in his work. His website, trueghost.com. So, Shane, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Thank you. That's it. That's all we get. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. We we talked so long, everything wore out. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's that's our fault for talking so much. <laughs> but it is radio, so we can't just sit here in silence. So recently, you had a big case that's uh, been going on in Orange, Massachusetts, and we deliberately asked you not to tell us about it right now, or well, until now, because you know we like surprises. So go for it. Explain the case to us. All right. Well, I was contacted by a family. Um, they had recently moved into. Um, the reporter in me is coming through. When, when were you contacted by the fan? Um, probably in February. February of, of this of this, this, this year. year. This okay. year they, they had so moved. This is brand new. Yeah, they had moved okay. into our town um, in New Ipswich, New Hampshire, um, in September. Um, they 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 fled their house after trying to um, well they were trying to sell it for six years because it was so active and they they didn't want to live there anymore. Um, they they sought the help of three other groups. Or, you know, individual um, at one point, but, um, and it all failed. So eventually they gave up. They moved and purchased another home in our town, and they went into a local pizza shop in our town and saw my card and said, hey, let's give this guy a shot. And that's how I met him. Oh, okay. But the home is, it was in Orange, Massachusetts. And so they, they still own that house, and they still had to maintain it, as well as the brand new colonial they just bought, this big old house. Wow. So it was kind of a burden on them. Okay. So uh, what's essentially what, what was the progression of events? How did it start and uh, what happened? Well, it, it, first it, it all started. They lived there for a little while, not not much problems. The, the dad is uh, super sensitive. Let, let me start with explaining a little bit about him. Um, he, he had a death experience at the age of nine. And, you know, with those death experiences, once you're kind of introduced to the spiritual world, you're kind of ever, you know, connected. It's... It's kind of like you know a radio station on a on a channel that you never knew existed, but if you're scanning through and you find that station, you know you you can go back to it at any time. It's 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 kind of the the same way, um, and not not for all, but for him it was. He became sensitive after that. Um, he also was abused as a child, and so he had that victim mentality. Um, so it, it just kind of all mixed into just the wrong wrong kind of ingredients. Um, He's he's very very interested in the paranormal. Even though that he doesn't want these bad things happening to him, 
he still tried to dabble with it. He still tried to, you know, his whole life, he, he would try to play around with it. Um, and when you say play around with it, you mean he would try to investigate boards it. and stuff, or, or yeah, investigate. He, he he would try to investigate it any way he could. I think he, you know, they mentioned the Ouija board at one point. My ears and whiskers. And and but um, so it kind of all started with him being super super sensitive and and just a very, very paranoid paranoid type and and having that obsessive personality. You know, um, you and I, you, you know, briefly work with somebody that way that kind of. Um, I won't mention names. Kind of got him into a lot of trouble, and we had to help him out. It was it was kind of the same situation with this gentleman. Uh, wonderful guy, but here's this big big construction worker um, um, who who just has this victim like personality where he he expects that anything weird that happens around him is this evil demon that's gonna try to get him. You know, so it, it became just it controlled his his internal dialogue. It controlled. You know everything around them, and it just consumed them. Um, and as you know, that's that's going to open that door for these parasitic entities. You know, these parasites to feed off of someone like that, that vulnerable. Um, so that's how it started. Well, they they lived in this 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 home in Orange, Massachusetts, and the the activity really didn't start. I mean, they they had feelings of paranoia and and, and uh, you know being watched and little things like that but their neighbor came over with a native american arrowhead that she had found in on her property while she was digging in the garden or whatnot um and she you know she was visiting him and she left the arrowhead there and that's when everything kicked up for him um it was after that things got really active um now why do you think that is well this whole neighborhood uh, what i later found out was was built it was a trailer park essentially uh, and it was built on top of land where there was this tribe that um that lived there for many years because it was an excellent food source it was a real wide river um that goes right by the property you know right through the back of the property and this native american um tribe that was there they got it was a big uh bloody battle um to protect their land it was another tribe tried to take it over and then uh settlers tried to take it over and and they just continued to today to fight to protect this land and keep this land. You know what the tri- what, which tribe it was? I don't. I I, I don't. I, try, I tried briefly to research that, but I've been so busy, I, I never got that far. Mm. Um, because my my real focus was on um, healing them and, sure. and and getting them um, disconnected from from this <laughs> from this problem that they had. Because I wanted to eliminate them of this burden um, before I, I moved on to. Uh, helping them with their current house because they had a couple things kicking up in their in their current home and uh, their new home in New Ipswich. Sounds uh, complicated. New Hampshire. So yeah. um, I wanted to cut ties or or fix heal the first connection with this problem and that was the one in Orange, Massachusetts. Um, so they you know they had originally they they had after that arrowhead there they had loud banging um, real loud bang they didn't have previously the ceiling fans would spin out of control um, doors opening and closing. Um, things of that nature. They they had a heavy feeling in the hallway of, of um, you know being watched and being paranoid. But they, there was a, a kind of with that they had a furnace that was emitting a really high EMF that all the other previous investigators kind of missed. Um, but it was huge and that can stimulate paranoia alone. But um, so you know let's see. Oh, they had a. Uh, yeah, seeing fans, they had objects being misplaced, uh, disappearing. 
um, they had a picture of a young squaw that they had. They had some Native American um, decor in their house, and and in their bathroom they had a. a I believe they said it was in the bathroom. Um, the bathroom that I I found to be part of a you know the focal point, or I had a lot of experience in that house with this bathroom. But there was a, a picture of a it was a wood carving picture of a of a young squaw by a river, and um, and I think they said their son or their daughter was visiting. They have an older that wasn't living in the house, and and they looked in the mirror and they saw this thing emanating like you know almost glowing and like emanating off, off the wall. And so what they did was they took all the Native, Native American artifacts out of the home and turned them face down outside, and that made the house real mad, real mad. Um, okay, I'll only stop you there. <laughs> now, now, we're looking at a family here. How many people? At the, the family that was living there, it's a married couple and a, a son who I believe at the time of when things kicked up, he was about four. Is that about right? Yeah, hmm. I think he was about four when things kicked up. Okay, um, and and the son as well um, almost died at birth too. Um, so he, they say that he he he's pretty sensitive himself. Um, but and actually that's another point. When he was in the hospital, um, they they didn't expect him to make it. It was an extended period of time where he was he was uh, suffering as a newborn. Excuse me, in in the uh, hospital, and, and while that was going on, there was vibrations in the house. It was kind of a new personality now in the house, um, as well as all the banging and everything. But they had hmm. a new vibration going on in the house, and um, as well as they could hear babies crying inside the home. Very interesting. Yeah, this this yeah. was <laughs> quite the case. I'll tell yeah. um, you. You think it's something negative, or is it just I don't I don't know like how how to, how else to put it. Well, there was several things going on in this house. Doesn't um, sound too happy to me. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I mean, we, we trust your judgment. There, there were there were there were a couple things going on in the house. Um, we we did have parasites in this home because of the the initial um, activity. I believe was was from the the native spirits that were on on the land protecting the land. There were houses all around them trying to sell. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them could not sell. They were trying, but every time uh, somebody was interested, the, the sale would fall through. This and is what we say. These things never affect one. They always affect the whole area, yep. yeah. if you look. And that's when my initial interview with them, once they said that, it's, it's affecting like the whole part of the neighborhood. I'm like, hmm. And then I asked them, is there a river nearby? They said yes. And I always find when, when an area is actively haunted on a you know regular basis, there is a, usually a river nearby. And more so, I don't know if you found this, a river with a change of direction or velocity, like a waterfall or a sharp bend. Yes. I, I'm finding that. Definitely, yep. So, that 40 um, years ago we were working on Yeah, so yeah. that was the case with, with this. And, and um, so... And then when, once they mentioned the, the Native American arrowhead, I'm like, all right, so we've we got to check this out. But I also saw the personality of the of the dad, and, and that is that victim mentality. You know, he And I said, well, what... What you got to do is you you know you can't pay you let it in the sink control your internal dialogue you got you can't be thinking about it all the time when you're home because they're feeding off that he goes oh no we tried to shut that up we tried to shut that off and I don't I don't watch the movies anymore or nothing but then I went in his bedroom and I saw a big thick book about demons on his yeah, nightstand so I was like <laughs> all right well, well there goes that yeah. <laughs> so but it reminds me of the Burbs in a way you know, this movie with yeah, the yeah. Tom Hanks <laughs> and these people are just super super sweet and you know which they, they you know they're just real nice people and very very intelligent too I was very impressed but um, but once this stuff started happening um, you know they, they contacted some other groups some some famous groups and, and one famous uh, demonologist and you know we won't say their names or nothing no I don't like to do that <laughs> no, 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 no 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 but um, so I don't know 
their experience with one was a, a, a group, um, a famous group, who kind of blew them off. I think ended up sending uh, an amateur group over to them that was associated with them. Um, that was kind of pointless. Um, the second was a, a very well-known group that you see on TV and, and things. That, that, um, and they, the, the family said, you know, they were very nice people and uh, tried really hard. Uh, they came to the conclusion that the dad had seven attachments with this. This is what they they told them that he had seven attachments to him, and they it's did like an email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more um, biblical, but so but it's the mentality of all these groups. They all follow the same pattern in the, in the same mold, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah, and that is if it's yeah if it's if it's aggressive, then it must be demonic. And so they it's it's just. They're missing it totally. Some of these groups, and they're all doing it the same way, and they usually always miss it. They're missing the main thing. Mm -hmm. Who was it? Einstein said, "If you uh, keep that's a definition of insanity right there. Doing the same thing every time, expecting a different result." Right. Yeah. That should be blazing across the front of the Capitol in Washington. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So they they end up. uh, Let's see. Yeah, this group end up doing an exorcism on the on the dad. So they got rid of them all except for one. So essentially, there was a failure um, because in order to get them rid of them all, you you have to be able to shut that door or break that connection. There's something that's creating, wait, that, wait, allowing like that connect an connection. Exorcism? Well, like a canonical exorcism? What kind of exorcism are we talking about here? I'm, I'm not sure because I didn't I didn't really care so much as to other people's um, tactics because I I, mm. I disagree with most of them. So I that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't really. <laughs> you still have to go in and clean up. Yeah, and then that's yeah. exactly so. What I what I tend to do um, usually is, you know, you do these interviews and they're, they're telling you things that are going on. They're going off of their interpretation of what's going on. They're going off of, you know, if there's other groups that were in before me, uh, their interpretation. And I, they always all miss it. So well, it's like leading a witness in a trial. Like, you can't really do that. It's it's like it's like running a trial, sort of. Well, how open were the people, the family, to yours or our more progressive ideas about what this is for lack of a better term well that's that's the thing because a lot of these people you know they they kind of some of them all right sometimes you find that and you know this some people like that attention they like that you know it's Mm -hmm. being drawn to me oh look at me you know i got a ghost and and it it, you know with them it got to the point i think that might have been the case at first but um it got to the point where they that they told me, they said, you know, we don't even want evidence. We don't want nothing. And because I, well, I asked them, I said, you know, and that was kind of my way to, to test that was, so do you want evidence? Do you want to get rid, get rid of it? Get rid of it. That's all we want. People did try try to get evidence before. We don't care. Yeah. We want this thing out of our lives. And that's when and I knew. And fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I knew they were serious. So, um but you know, the, the the dad couldn't even get anywhere near close to his house. He'd be on the way home from work, and before he even turned into the into the trailer park, um, his jaw would start hurting. He'd get real bad headaches. Um, so I mean, it was it was pretty bad. But with this this group that did this exorcism, um, here's where it gets funny. Um, not funny, but um, no, I get what you mean. Weird, strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Kind of uh, frustrating to me. I'm being sarcastic, but mm. um, so oh, well during the exorcism, he said he d- doesn't remember anything. But there was um, recording saying uh, he, where he was saying, "You're not going to take him, leave him alone," and things of that nature. 
Um, These EVPs, as they say, electronic well, voice phenomena. Well, no, they got. I guess on camera, the, the video camera, they got this. During, they filmed the whole exorcism, and, yeah. and uh, so I guess he was he was saying those things. Well, who performed this exorcism? Was it a member of the clergy? Was it who was it? Uh, no, no, it was their team. Their uh, team. <laughs> yep. Um, the groans say it all. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now. Not that some of the not that most of the clergy are any better, and and well, you know, still, point it's the principle of the thing. Yes, <laughs> and it, you know, and just you know, forsake that if if members of this team is listening and they may know what I'm talking about, but uh, this family they uh, they said they were very very nice people tried you know to do everything they could to help you know in their you know under their ability, and uh, so yeah, they were very limited parameters, right? And they were very appreciative, but. Um, but then after this exorcism, um, they decided to take Dad, the, the man living in this home, on an investigation of his own. Take on one of their investigations. What? Where he um, felt, he said he felt something go through him, where he became vomiting. Um, following after that, um, he was, he had to leave work or whatever. He was um, in a construction vehicle of sorts, and he became, began snorting, I guess, um, uncontrollably. He knew he was doing it, but he couldn't stop it. Um, so things got worse instead of better. Um, let, let me ask you a question here. The, the father of the family, the, the big construction guys, you characterize him, who was the subject or the victim of this exorcism, um, would you say that he had shamanic abilities? Because obviously there, there are certain interesting connections here between the people who, and, and this might be a time to bring in the subject of, of everybody in, around. So there are a lot of Native American phenomena or, or things that are attributed to Native American presence in the paranormal, particularly in New England uh, and in the West, just about everywhere in America or Canada too. When people often ask, is it because Natives were here or there was a, must, must be a burial ground or a settlement or some kind of thing like that? It, what is the reason for that? Well, when you think of it, Native Americans were the human presence here for ten to 12,000 years, since the, the receding of the glaciers, really. Uh, how, often, you know, how long have Europeans been here? Five? Not even 500 years yet, really. No. So uh, as far as the, the, the presence of, if you, in our terms, many parallel worlds with many certain types of people, you're going to have more with Native Americans than you would with Europeans in this particular area. So I wonder if that's some kind of a connection there. But my question is, uh, again, is did you detect any shamanic abilities in this, this man um, where, where connections might have occurred? Because you're describing physical phenomena that intrigue me. And, Ben, you know about this, too. Uh, I'm thinking of a particular shaman we've worked with. Yeah. And, um, well, I mean, the, the physical... Particularly the vomiting, the uh, even even the pains, this sort of thing strikes me as something that, that might be explained in many ways. But one of them being his possible shamanic abilities, he didn't know about. Yeah, connecting with a very shamanic people. Or it could be who something right that's next psychosomatic. What's that? It could be something psychosomatic. Oh yeah, it could too. be anything. Yeah, but that's just something that kind of struck me. I, I did think of that, you know, um, because you know he is sensitive. I know he has a sensitive, um, but with him. You know, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, there's a lot of suppressed thing, issues in his life, you know, being mm -hmm. abused as a child, things like that. He is sensitive, um, as I believe a lot of people with death experiences are, because you're, you're, you kind of get tuned to that frequency. Yeah. And, um, 
and I just don't think he knows how to deal with it, and especially because he has that victim, you know, personality. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so. gonna do the Imus thing. Isn't he wear sunglasses? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, sun's in my face here. For those of you who are not watching on the uh, internet or whatever, so yeah. so it'd be very difficult um, if if he did have gifts that were able to be capitalized on in in, in a way like that. He's gonna have to be reprogrammed programmed because he, he's just mm. he needs a lot of work and um, you know because of issues that he he's he's suppressing and um, so that'd be our next course and, they, and I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be meeting with them soon um, you know we get to after you know just to make sure nothing kicks up again with them um, but uh, but they, they don't live in the house at this point that they move to no New Ipswich, New Hampshire. yeah and they live but in, they still own it they still own it, okay. and they and originally why they contacted me was because in their new house they thought maybe something fallen. They they were at the they were at the new house for um, I think it was like a, a month or two, and they had no problems. They went back to get a couple boxes, and they came back to the house, and they thought something fallen. them. But that was only because a box fell off a shelf. But right. that happens at my house. Well, so let, let's and, get back to the exorcism that was mm-hmm. done here. Uh, this was when was was this this year last year. That I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, because, like I said, it wasn't me that did it. So well, I right, right. I don't really well, I'm glad it wasn't you who did it. The and it really essentially didn't really work. No. And they exercised the man, not the house. Right. Correct. Yeah. All right. And th- so they believe it was attached to him, and um, you know, and that's I think well, that's possible. Yeah. It, with it, it wasn't a bad angle because, in actually, they weren't entirely wrong uh, because. Because of his his personality, because he's he's vulnerable to a parasite, and and I think he he probably did. I mean, I know he had parasites in that house that were not related to the Native American that were there. There were several things in that home. Well, as we know, the dynamics of this is is the, the same process by which one thing can manifest. You know, it, it's it's universal. In exactly. other words, uh, you know, you open the door and anything can come anything in, can come and, through. And they aren't necessarily. Related, though they may be feeding on the same energy. It's like whatever. what I, I tell you know all my clients. You know, we're going to dictate if we have that open door. If there's if there's a medium or there's there's something that's allowing that interaction between, you know, our our parallel, you know, in theirs, um, then we're going to dictate what comes through that door by the environment that we maintain inside our home, mm-hmm. and yeah. and so. You know, and that's usually how I treat it. You know, using, you know, but with this time I couldn't do that because we're not we're not just dealing with a parasite. We're dealing with Native American uh, spirits that were there protecting the land. So normally with a parasite or a negative aggressive type of thing, I go in, I educate the family, I find out what is making their life. You know, what what's allowing um, something in their life to go wrong where it's going to. It, it, all right, where it's going to kind of attract this, the, those yeah. parasites. What's opening that door? No, our listeners know about it. We yeah. talk about this Who, all who's, time. Yeah. yeah, who's, you know, what's allowing that vulnerability? Um, and so sometimes we get into people's personal lives. Um, I treat that. If it gets in, can't in avoid it. Psycholo- you know, psychology and, and whatever they're, it is. They're part of the pattern. They're part of the picture. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, so, and that's, that's you know, we, we, we fix that. We fix the person and fix their lives and then educate them on what to do and what not to do and it works every time with parasites. If they're receptive. If they're receptive. Yeah. And, and luckily for me, I've done a million cases and, and they always have been. That's more cases than I have. <laughs> Thousands. <laughs> I already, but yeah. but um, they, um, it's, it's worked 100% of the time. But now, now we've got a different situation going on. 
because now we got a Native American. Actually, they had a Native American warrior in their house that pulled their four-year-old son out of bed in the middle of the night hmm. and left handprints on his ankles. They heard him thump, thump on the floor and start crying. They went in there. And uh, he had, you know, something pulled me out of bed by my by my feet, yeah. and he had handprints on his, on his ankles. And they said, "Who did this?" They said, "The man with the red face." And Native Americans will paint their face red before going into battle. It means they're re- ready to die. This is what's really fascinating. We're going to take a break in a minute. This is what's mm-hmm. really fascinating. They have a couple questions after the break too. Yeah, because you, you have questions. I remember a case uh, in Auburn, Massachusetts, that I did many years ago, and there was a, a woman of. of Ghosts, as it would be commonly thought of, looking into the the crib of the family's baby, you know, naturally much to the distress of the mother. And um, she said, "Well, why do they do that? How, 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 you know, what's going on?" And it was a, it was there, there. Well, there were suicidal tendencies in this person who lived in this house in the parallel reality. And what I found, I don't know if you found the same thing, but is that when you have a situation like somebody you know pulling somebody out of bed or a, a, a physical interaction of that kind because these people are perfectly physical in their own world is that they, they at least for the impression i've got they see their own child or they see another person who the person in the 21st century in this house really is in another parallel reality you know yep. and they they're a fascinating uh, nexus situations going on here and in this house in, in Auburn, Mass., uh, right in our listening area here, th- there were, this woman saw this as her own child, and the child had apparently died, or translated, as we said, and she tried to commit suicide and, and didn't, didn't really do it because I think we talked her out of it. Okay, long story, but that kind of thing. So, so I, I'm always fascinated by the dynamics and the connections between the various forms of being that we see interacting in these situations. So now, the Native American angle is what really... Oh, we have to break. Okay, Mr. Producer's telling us we have to break. (laughs) So you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON, 1240 AM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back with our great guest, Shane Searway. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Greg Bell, the host of When Radio Was. I'm Mortimer. Bill. Is that you under that blindfold? Bill. With this thing on, I can't see who I am. No, I imagine not. Can't you see anything at all under that blindfold? On a clear day, I can see the blindfold. You can. Yeah. When Radio Was, shows from the past for today's imaginations. When Radio Was airs Monday through Friday right here on ON 1240 Radio at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Well, welcome back to Behind the Paranormal, and we wanted to tell you about several of the charities Ben and I have adopted uh, over the years, and several of them are veterans' charities, certainly locally. Builders Helping Heroes, the Rhode Island Builders Association, assists veterans and their families, uh, particularly families of veterans who have been killed in in the line of duty, uh, with remodeling and even construction. Last December, I was privileged to be at the uh, uh, turning over of the keys to a house in Burlville, Rhode Island, right in our listening area here. Uh, and it was uh, ju- just a great experience. A lot, a lot of support for these great folks. And uh, actually, the uh, Canadian Veterans Advocacy for our neighbors to the north, who have been with us in the war on terror since the beginning, and uh, Mike Blaze in Ontario started that great advocacy group for Canadian veterans as well. So check out our websites, and uh, you'll find lots of uh, links to these sites, and we hope you will support them. Uh, these are great charities. Also, in uh, Los Angeles, 
the uh, Youth Mentoring Connection. Our great friend Tony LeRae has done great things out there using uh, native and indigenous wisdom to help reach at-risk youth. And he's had fan- fantastic success. And now uh, his wife is taking it out to, uh, who's an executive coach, is taking it out to various corporations all over America now. Uh, the uh, uh, approach that is uh, based on native wisdom is really, really, really great stuff. And there's a book coming out soon. We'll be talking about that as well. So let's get back to our discussion with Saint Sir- Shane Searway, a very sane man uh, as well, uh, working on a great case, a very interesting case in Orange, Massachusetts. And we were discussing the background of this, the family, and the Native American connections. Now, you yourself have a Native American background. How did you approach this? With the, uh, the the nexus here going on in this this place with the Native American uh, uh, people who were who were involved as well. Yeah, well, that's what, how I had to heal this home was I had to go that route. Um, but we never talked about there was another um, famous demonologist or whatever that went into the home too. That, oh that, gosh, yeah, it gets better and better. <laughs> so, yeah. so before I got in there, there was um, they did a house blessing. And, um, and you know, there's evidence of that all, all throughout the house. You know, I, I saw like a glimmer on one of the doors, so I, I you know, use a black light because it, it seemed to be weird to me. And they put crosses all, on all the doors with whatever. I don't know, it was weird. It was kind of yellowish, but it could have been from the stain. But so they did the house blessing. Um, and they said it actually got better for two to three months. And, but as. Yeah, but it doesn't last. I'm right. <laughs> and she she didn't even have to go any further, but I knew when it came back it was going to have come back with a vengeance, and that's exactly what she, she got to after that. But uh, that's she actually, the mother, uh, the homeowner, she never even witnessed anything in that home until after that. She she was not witness anything until after they came in and did the uh, house cleansing um, by by this demonologist. And then she start, She saw an apparition, and she started having things misplaced on her, her jewelry and all this other stuff. And, um, I mean, the whole family was being scratched at, at times. She was getting poked a lot. There was banging, going like crazy. And it just it got more aggressive. When it came back, it came back with, with a vengeance. Was, was there what would we, we would generally call poltergeist activity, objects moving, uh, people being... Picked up and moved, that sort of thing. Um, it, well, it didn't, the, it didn't get that bad, except for the kid being pulled out of bed. But, um, right, but right. yeah, there, there was people being scratched, poked, pushed, things like of that yeah. nature. But, um, and, you know, they reported a lot of things going on. But there, there, I think there was a lot of things going on in that house. Um, a couple different things. You know, you had the the parasites there because of the the guy's sensitivity and his his that victim mentality that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, they're preying on him. Um, but then you also had the Native Americans that were there the whole time. So that's what I did to um, to get rid of them all. Um, well, not to get rid of them all, but to get rid of these parasites. You, can, you break the, the, the nexus. You can stop the connection. Right. So um, I went in there. And now what they were doing was they were, whenever they go in, these uh, demonologists, these other a lot of these other groups that, that do everything the same way, when you get an aggressive haunt they they say it's a demon you know it's inhuman and let's you know and they go this um this spiritual battle you know they 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 put on this this house and you're prepared to do spiritual battle well with the native american spirits that ain't gonna work and never ever 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 is gonna work and um, it may work briefly for some of these other things but you got to remember these parasites are there for a reason the 
the people, the home, has to be treated in order for the parasites to leave for good. Um, you can't just run this thing off without educating and treating the, the, the original problem, the thing that's allowing that interaction to happen to begin with. You have to identify that and treat that, and that, that's what none of them do. Um, it's always a demon, and they're going to splash holy water around and, and do that thing. Um, well, it didn't work. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So what we did was we, I first educated them, and I told them, you know, when I, uh, that uh, when I first first interviewed them, I told them things were going to start getting busier, like in their house. They're mm-hmm. going to start noticing things around them because, you know, they talk to me about it, and that seems to be the case. These things don't like me for some reason. <laughs> it's probably because yeah, they know no, how to I get rid of them. Me neither, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but they, you know, she goes, oh, actually, when you, as soon as you sent me that email telling me to look out, things were gonna, might kick up a little bit. She goes, it was like a whooshing on my desk, and then there was something happened in their house. And so I said, all right, well, we're going to go. We're not going to do battle with these native spirits. We're going to look for acceptance, and then we're going to look for their protection. They're there to protect the land, so we're going to ask the elder spirits. We're going to, and me being, you know, I have Native American background, um, I did I did uh, rituals, uh, Native American rituals, um, to which have a lot of symbolic gesturing because I don't speak native tongue. I don't have you know that, but there was a lot of symbolic gesturing, um, and to gain acceptance from the tribe, we you know I went as far as uh, bearing uh, apples and herbs and you know just to give back to the land, and and um, I did other things inside the home too, like you know more traditional ceremonies that I won't get too far into um, and and then I asked there was two two process two days where I did this um, and one at one point I asked um, you know the elder spirits to not only for their protection and their acceptance but to help rid the home of the negative influence these negative parasites that were in the home as well because um, once I know that we we had acceptance from the native spirits, that's when I asked. And when I when I said that, um, we had a, a motion sensor, not a motion sensor that that sees movement, it feels movement. The door flung open, that set that thing off, and the curtains just flung up in the air. Mm-hmm. And this it was like somebody dialed a, a, a dimmer switch up. It, the yeah. house just got brighter and brighter and brighter. I mean, it yeah. was dramatically. And they've done that. Yeah. yeah. So. These Native American spirits that were once there, where they thought were there to harm them, just were there to protect the land, and we we were able to get their acceptance, appease them, you know, and and um, and they helped us out. Believe it or not, I mean, and I, I mean, I have email upon email about them. Tell me, because um, I've been checking in. The house is great. They they try to sell that house for six years or rent it, sell or rent, whatever would happen. Every time you know somebody was interested in it, something would fall through. It would, they even had a, a blind lady that was escorted through the home. Of course, she couldn't see it, but she was escorted. She said she didn't want to buy it because it was too dark. Mm. Um, well, five days after I, I did the the rituals and and everything, um, the house they had four people that wanted to rent it and one that wanted to buy it. They decided to rent it to a, a gentleman, and he's living there still today. And he, no complaints. There, everything's good. Um, so th- that that's great. Uh, great. It, uh, Explain the nature of these spirits, because as as you know, my dad and I don't like the word spirit because it. Well, it's not like there's so much baggage. It's not yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's not not it's to say rare. that not to say that um, you're wrong in any way, shape, or form because there's probably no other way of describing this. But explaining their nature usually helps. 
So what is the nature of these spirits? I mean, you talk, well, okay, well, you answer the question. Well, we had two different things going on here, um, doing two different things, so it, it depends on which one you were talking about. Are we talking about the parasites, or are we talking about... The Native Americans. The Native Americans. Yes. See, the Native American people. Right. And then there are guardian, well, you, they're generally thought of as guardian spirits. Right. Right. You know. Um, Is that what we're talking about? We have our own property, for Pete's sake, so, you know. I know. I've seen I, just, I don't know. I just feel like the Strange word, that the makes word sense. spirit just has so much bad. I know. Yeah, it, 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 it does. It raises red flags. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. there was another word for it. There's a lot of the terminology I hate using, but you know, yeah. you just make other people well, understand. People understand it. I guess yeah. in right. one yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, people people usually are just like, well, why yeah. aren't you about jumping on your friends or whatever about talking about this kind of stuff? Yeah. But I mean, no, I can understand your reasoning. But but right. I am right, right? That, that we're talking about the the people. Living, sharing the same space, as it were, to some degree, in exactly, you know, and, and uh, entities that are benign uh, from other worlds that we talk about all the time. Uh, some people call them angels. Some people, you know, right. whatever term you want to use, right? That those are the, the two groups of beings we're talking. Oh, about. Yeah, and yeah. native tribes used to do uh, ceremonies to, to invoke. I mean, if you want to, these protectors of their land, even sure. while they lived there, you know, um, and that's a very real thing. In I've itself. seen some. Oh yeah. yeah, and actually, that's another thing. They they were outside of their house. They they had a tree that they kept talking about being real strong, and I di- I didn't know. They they said that. Um, I found this out after I, I diagnosed, you know, a big part of this is the, the Native American spirits that were there. Um, there was a tree there that they said that a shaman, um, the shaman of this tribe used to do something, I forget, some kind of ritual, continuous ritual. Um, and must have been an old tree. So, they, you know, they, they had this... They kept talking about this tree and how, how how strong it was, and it was you know probably just as strong as what was going on in their house. But when I first originally visited this property, there was nothing outside at all. Um, everything was inside. But after I chased the first visit, after I chased everything out of there, I went outside the second time I showed up because I went into the house. There was nothing in the house. I, and I walked into the bathroom, and I, as I was approaching the bathroom, I could feel it. There was something in that bathroom. That door moved washed by me and and then it was it was not in the house anymore i went outside and it was by that tree and it, and i could see it it was mm-hmm. a black swirly mass like heat off the pavement yeah shadowy mm-hmm. mass bigger than me too but what they witnessed and you're a big guy <laughs> and what they witnessed was um they said it was like a half man half human type of thing and then they described other creatures thing that they saw but he said it's something he'll never forget and scared scare the life out of him and uh so, but <clears throat> I forget where I was going with that. But um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking too of, of physical contacts I've had with these things. Not, that's been rare, good, you know, because it's it's an awful experience. But you know, and, and feeling the, the physical body that these, you, you know, they're not entirely clear because they're not entirely in our world, really. But it's just. Uh, you know, the whole, that, that's one of the reasons the whole spirit thing just uh, sometimes, in, in the cases of, of these parasites, just doesn't do it for me. Right. Because of the, phys- the physical nature of a lot of these things. But in any case. So, okay, so things have calmed down. This happened mostly this year, and things have, have calmed down. The people are good, but, but they moved 
to New, to New Hampshire. To New Hampshire. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the Massachusetts property is perfect. Everything's good. Like good. I said, five days after, it, for the first time after six years, it, uh, they were able to rent it out. They had other people interested in it. Um, and and actually the um, oops, the the homeowner, the one that was the, 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 the dad, the guy, mm. um, who had been suffering with all this paranoia and, and, and this depression and everything else like that, um, he had met me there after I was done with the the third visit, um, and I did two days where I did a you know the ritual, the native rituals and stuff, um, and one was just to kind of assess and feel things out. But um, she writes, you know, hi Shane. Yes, he did tell me how great the house felt and how much lighter it was. Success. Thank you so very much. He also said that the outside seemed much more peaceful as well. He said he felt somewhat lighter also, like whatever you did had an effect on him. And and it did. He changed altogether. Um, well, you know, you said some, when they moved to New Hampshire, there was there were, there were issues, too. Something followed them, for lack of a better term. Is that it? Or they were worried about that. And th- but that's that um, that's a obsessive um, personality that they have in that... that um, you know, they they brought the boxes. They went over to the old property. Um, they had nothing going on for a couple months in their new home. They went to the old house um, to get some stuff. They brought the boxes back. A box fell on, on a kid, hit hit a kid or something, uh, hit their kid. Um, so they thought things were kicking up. That that they have mostly now just a feeling of like in their office area mm. that there's something there. Um, occasionally they've heard some bangs, um, and there was a couple other things. But I just emailed her last night or, or the day before she got back to me this morning and said things are still great at the old house um things are still pretty quiet at their new house uh they had a couple things come and go but i gave them an education what to do to break that connection with you know to stop allowing these these uh parasites to feed off of them you know and and they listened to me and, and it's been really good they said sometimes it comes and goes but it's been pretty quiet but this is what's funny. She went down to Florida on vacation. She she watched a movie with her daughter who who lives down there or something. Um, and it was a, a movie about paranormal, about you know haunted thing. Mm. And um, she said immediately things started up in their house. They have they have a couple things happen in their house while she was down there um, watching that movie. And then she had some things happen to her. Um, well, the, the, the again the dynamics, the connection between the people and the phenomena, it's very interesting. Uh, right. There are people who uh, I'm thinking of a house here in town that we I looked at back in the '90s, and uh, the people were so positive that you know there were just minimal things going on. On the oh, you were there. As a matter of fact, you you took the picture that's on the cover of my book, Footsteps in the End. Oh yeah, that's that house. Okay. okay? Yep. But. You know, if, if Charles Manson moved in there or something, and you know, all the negativity brings with him, you know, it would be a different story. Absolutely. So, uh, so how much of this do you think? Uh, who was the center of this? Would you say it was it was the uh, the father who uh, was had this negative background? Yeah, it, they they seem to think that um, you know the son seems to attract these things that it finds the son, um, but they also need to understand. I, I I briefly touched on this with them. I was trying to you know do one step at a time with them and get back to the original connection with this thing. Let's treat that and then uh, move on to the other, you know, if there are any issues left, then we'll deal with those. Um, but they seem to think it was um, 
following the sun or you know or whatever um he he'll he'll have his head down on his desk at school and he'll hear tapping on his on his desk you know interesting yeah so there do seem to be a lot of personal connections here do you feel that this might be one of those situations where it's a it was a parasite or one or more following the family as we sometimes find for generations so. i think i think it really is being uh, brought in by the by the um that mindset of, of the father yeah um and what these parasites do is they learn if you're not gonna be afraid of me enough then i'll mess with your kids and so i think that's what this is you know so we've seen that happen locally mm-hmm. here too yeah once once they can't get it somebody they, they'll go to some oh, other yeah. family member i had a really that. nasty case um in, in in rochester new hampshire actually uh with this house was this this whole family was just being tormented um eventually but it first started with the with the mother and so i gave her i, I told her I identify some issues that were going on in their personal lives uh gave them education first and foremost you got to stop thinking about it all the time don't think about when you walk in the door don't let it control your internal dialogue like what's it going to do next what's going to happen next mm-hmm. shut it off completely yeah. it, do something else i said because you're feeding that that's what this thing wants and because and then it's going to do things to instill fear and that's going to increase the obsession it's, gonna, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse so I gave her the that education. Um, you know, there's more to it than just that, but to simplify it. And she did everything to a T. It was perfect. But what this this entity in this house said was, right, "All right, you don't want to pay attention to me. I know how to get you to pay attention with me to me." And it started messing with the children mm-hmm. and everybody else. And and so that's what happened. Um, yeah. So that's that's how it works. I look back on that that uh, the Bridgeport Poltergeist case that you know we talk about all the time, and even Lorraine Warren said. You know, uh, everybody was saying, well, gee, you know, we've never seen a case like this. There, Everything's flying around. All this stuff is happening. And the, even Lorraine Warren said, look at all the recognition it's getting. That was her way of saying, I suppose, what we would say that's feeding from all this thing. I mean, you had network radio and TV. and I mean, talk about recognition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this exactly. thing is famous. So, But that, that really is relevant. It, it gets stronger and stronger. Absolutely. And that's why we don't bring in the press. Now you well no it was ironic because I've been in the journalism <laughs> yeah, exactly, for thirty five yeah. years and I, the last thing I do is call the press yeah you know just make a pig's breakfast out of the whole thing uh. so in any case uh, so things are good now yes and uh, it took three visits three visits okay two, I did two um, two or one one day was the first day was I did one type of ritual um, that was the giving back to the land and 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 things like that um, and I nice went, and positive. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the second time I went back, it was it was pretty much um, just to kind of check it out. I also had a a, a guy that um, is kind of new to the paranormal who um, he was very had his head about him the right way. So he wanted to come along to you know to, for me to teach him a little bit. And yeah, I was going to ask you how many other people you had with you on this one usually my wife and i yeah. do it alone um and occasionally you know i have other friends we have friends and that do this sometimes if if uh, they're slow and they're they're antsy they're looking to get out i'll will invite mm-hmm. them um but usually almost always it's just my wife and i um but this time because i wanted it I, I totally wanted uh, privacy. It, being in, in a trailer home, they wanted uh, confidentiality. They, they didn't want 
the spotlight put on them. It's a close community, yeah. Which is why they didn't contact back one of those de- demonologists because that demonologist was there once and then continuously called them saying, hey, you know, you got to tell your story to, to California, to Hollywood. And mm-hmm. No, we don't want that. And yeah. So that's, you know, that's why I'm glad they found me. Um, so what I did was I, I did these these cer- ceremonies um, at like three thirty four in the morning. So that way it ah, wouldn't bring the devil's hour, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. It was yes. that wasn't even a thought in my head. It was it was it well, no, the telluric <laughs> current, which is a, a recognized scientific phenomenon, is you know it's, it's an electrical current that follows the sun, right? Um, it's, I think it has a lot to do with things. Plus, it's a very quiet time probably the most quiet time in the 24-hour period that's what i wanted because you know i am very scientific and 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 i use that approach but i do have sensitivities and um and i I didn't want any distractions i wanted to deal with exactly what was in that house um that was affecting them and not be being distracted by anything else so i wanted quiet i wanted everything to be at peace and Mm -hmm. and uh so the first time i did that second second time i brought this this guy who was looking you know for a mentor or whatever and um yeah, but I didn't do any ceremonies. That was that, that was something because the next cer- ceremony that I did was a little bit more involved, and I wanted to do it alone. So I went back and did that, and invited the homeowner to to be there as soon as I was done. And he was just all he could say for like a half hour was "Wow, wow, wow!" Yeah, <laughs> and, which made me feel good, you know. But it was it was good to see he was so comfortable because he said normally he couldn't get a quarter of a mile to the house before his his jaw started aching and he was getting bad migraines mm-hmm. and. Well, I know a lot of people are probably wondering, a lot of listeners, um, have you yourself, uh, I suppose the term, brought anything home or ever had any problem, or you know how to prevent that? What's it? No, it's n- never happened. Um, and, and I, I see. Not, not that I No. Mm-hmm. Not for many, many years, anyway. I think, many years. The, I think with the, the right understanding, which I think 99% of the people out there doing this work, they do not have the proper understanding. They're missing some some key components and um and i think once once you make these observations and you you're able to obtain the right kind of mechanics or the understanding of the mechanics then you could you could prevent that from happening because it just it's not in your mindset it needs to be there it needs to be part of um like you you know these people that are afraid of going on these investigations because they're afraid something might come home with them well that's probably what's going to happen you know so Mm. so don't go you know um but I end up chasing these things around. These things run from me, you know. Um, so they, they they don't tend to mess with me too much. Yeah, well, we find the same thing. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, things tend to hide. So we don't see an awful lot sometimes, unless you know it's a long case and sort of thing or whatever. But yeah, I've uh, had like they're actually kind of cowardly. Like one time, this, they're very cowardly when you have their number. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- this the the worst thing that that like most. It was recent, and uh, this is about the, as bad as they'll get with me. I went into the house. Um, I went to the actually, yeah. I, I pulled up. They, the people got there. I went into the house. I forgot something, so I went back to the to my SUV to um, to to get. I figured what it was to get another piece of equipment. Um, and the, my door had been opened, and there was uh, wires that was thrown right throughout their lawn. Like I mean, I'm talking like 40 yards away. Yeah. This thing dragged my equipment out across the. 
hard. Oh, yeah. And but that's about it. And then they they hid one of my other pieces of equipment where I was trying to get to an investigation, and I looked in the same spot forty thousand times, and it wasn't there. Well, I I finally got you know I'm like you mess with the wrong guy, you better you better put put it back where I found it, and and there it was. <laughs> now a lot of people maybe wonder. Well, you know. I suppose the term now today, who are you going to call? You know, people have things going on, or they think they have things going on. Um, well, I often don't know what to tell them. I mean, the, the clergy are not generally educated about this, and very often they'll blow you off about it. So what would you... Is, is what would you suggest other than calling you or me? Yeah, I mean, and we're, we're flat at this point, right? And that's the thing. I there are there there is nobody that I'm very comfortable with, um, and that's why I I don't work with a lot of different people. I have a lot of friends, um, but I just don't think there's anybody out there that can properly help people, especially in the case of a parasite, because they're always looking to what is what it's doing instead of why or how it's able to do what it's doing they're missing that it's always to get evidence it's all about like you know what it's doing but you need to think it's evidence to to uh to uh prove to whom that's the thing right they're trying to get quote scientific evidence there's no peer review there's no academic discipline and they don't talk to each other and and so it's it's nonsense and that's why they haven't gained the the proper understanding because i've always spent my career doing this you know looking at um how is that interaction possible you know and not not just not i don't care about evidence so much you know i got some equipment i don't care about the evidence so yeah we're trying to take the same approach yeah. trying to help people yep and but i want well, I, evidence I need. thank you <laughs> you know it's that mechanical aptitude the need to know like um yeah it's happening but how what is allowing it to happen and that's what that's it. and those are connections i've made and and um that's why i'm able to help people um, because I, I don't, you know, I haven't been focused just on evidence. Okay. Well, we're coming down to the last few minutes here. Tell us about your website, where people can find out more about you, how they can get in touch. Uh, truos.com. That's T-R-U-E-G-H-O-S-T dot com. Um, or my number is 603-913-4790. That's 603-913-4790. And my wife and I would be more than happy to help you if you need us um, for anything at all. And um, and I know we can. So, and also um, we're possibly looking to do a big paranormal convention too this September. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the details would be posted on my website. And we'd certainly be publicizing that as well. And you'd be that's part of it. I hope that's <laughs> that's why I haven't set a date yet. Well, that would that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to. You know, it's, it's so rare to find someone in this field who was con. Congenial, never mind intelligent, and uh, there are more people, as we're being told, using these methods. Now, hopefully, they're doing it with understanding. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, we're always looking to hear from people who are who are doing that and uh, moving up, moving beyond the 19th century spiritualism. I don't mean into fake science either. You know, right? So there we are. Okay, all right, Shane Searway, everybody, true ghost. Dot com. Right. I suppose it's, well, seeing as we're, this is New Hampshire night behind the paranormal. I guess since it's, uh, we're talking about conventions, it's not too early to mention the Exeter Kiwanis UFO Festival in Exeter, New Hampshire, where Ben and I will present a program on strange connections, UFOs, cryptids, and ghosts on Saturday, August 30th. We'll offer more information as it develops. 
Alrighty, uh, you can visit our show website, BehindTheParanormal.com, where you can find over 550 free podcasts on both uh, from shows from both uh, ON 1240 and our four-and-a-half-year run on CBS Radio, along with special shows and podcasts. Also, check out our site at uh, www.NewEnglandGhosts.com. No, New England not goats. Ghosts. Not goats, sorry. Okay. It's Monday. Just yes, yes. NewEnglandGhosts.com. That's where you go, and where you can find case studies and photos, along with articles by my dad. Yes, nothing about goats, though. No. Anyway, sadly. find my books on Barnes & Noble, Nook, e-reader, and Amazon, Kindle, etc., etc., but if you buy them directly at BehindTheParanormal.com, I will autograph them for you. And you will help keep all those podcasts free. Also on our sites, you'll find direct links to the charities Ben and I mentioned, uh, especially Youth Mentoring Connection out in L.A. Indeed. So uh, next Monday, uh, May 26th, on Memorial Day in the United States, and uh, instead of a live show, we will rebroadcast the uh, fascinating discussion from January 13th with Emmy Award-winning or Emmy-winning science journalist, uh, that's Linda Moulton Howe, on the subject of her work at the bizarre archaeological site known uh, in Turkey now as Gobekli Tepe, uh, which has uh, shaken up the science world because of its astounding antiquity and unheard of culture. Shane knows he's an august company on this show, among the guests here. Yes, indeed. So we leave you this evening with a thought from American poet Samuel Ullman. Nobody grows old merely by living a number of years. We grow old by deserting our ideals. Years may wrinkle the skin, but to give up enthusiasm wrinkles the soul. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno, and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you next time. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.